Welcome to Car Wash M&A, the podcast, brought to you by Amplify Car Wash Advisors, the number one advisors of car wash chains nationwide on mergers and acquisitions in capital advisory services. Hi, I'm Lenise Barnett, Vice President of Business Development at Amplify Car Wash Advisors, and your host of Car Wash M&A, the podcast. Here, we'll take a deep dive into the current mergers and acquisitions activity of the car wash industry with the goal of keeping car wash owners informed on where the market is today and where it's going tomorrow so that you can make informed decisions about your business. We'll help you answer the question, should I sell my car wash now or should I enter growth mode and really scale my operation? Each month, I'll speak with industry experts who will share practical advice on how to sell or scale your car wash. While the industry is undoubtedly changing, what remains constant is the need for solid information so you can evaluate where you are and chart the course for the future of your business. Welcome to episode six of Car Wash MA, the podcast. Today, I have Jeff Pavone, who is partner at Amplify Car Wash Advisors on as our guest. And we are going to talk about the current state of the car wash market, where we are today, and then what may be in store for the rest of the year. Some of the things we'll touch on today are the newly released CPI data and what car wash owners can do to protect sales in an inflationary environment. Some of the other things we'll talk about are how risk tolerance may be shifting and what options car wash owners have today. So welcome, Jeff. Thank you for being on. I'm really looking forward to this talk, and it's always great to look at the big picture of the car wash industry and then also dive in always back to what it means to car wash owners and how we can hopefully provide them information that really helps them with where they are right now. To get started, let's just kind of take a peek at where we are today in the car wash environment as far as mergers and acquisitions and any kind of trends that you're seeing on a macro level? Thanks, Lenny. First off, you know, I think we're coming off a period and, and we had this period, I, I would say ever since Mr. went public and it was sort of that mindset of get big fast, right? I, I think everybody was out rushing, buying everything and anything in the car wash space. A good time to be in our chairs, right? Because uh, the activity level was just moving. I think the underwriting was from a lot of the groups, probably maybe a little more relaxed than, than, than it's going to be going forward. And it was just get big fast. The first half of the year was record volume. We saw, you know, our deal flow uh, just double in size from last year. The deal sizes got bigger and we felt just a lot of excitement and exuberant uh, uh, to buying some of these uh, chains and platforms that were there. Absolutely. So kind of on recent information that's come out regarding the consumer price index numbers. So the June report showed that there was a 9.1% hike in where that consumer price index was a year ago. And that shows us that it's up 1.3% from May. And that um, this is in the report, according to the Federal Bureau of Labor and Statistics, so we know that inflation is not slowing down. There's there's kind of no no end in sight for what that is. But I think kind of one of the surprising things that we're seeing is that the health of the car wash business has been relatively strong despite these 
rising inflationary environment and lower discretionary income. So let's talk about what that means for for car wash owners on an operations level with with what they're seeing with customers and what we're hearing around the country. This is a great subject that now we're in. Uh, You know, it's interesting. Last year, somebody said, what was the aha moment uh, that we all had? And and I think we... uh, the aha moment that I had and a lot of uh, our colleagues had was that uh, we greatly underestimated um, uh, car, the consumer wanting car washes, right? So, you know, it's funny, as the more we built, the more they, they flocked to car washes and got our car washes done because it was it was really one of the best bargains out there. And, uh, and the other thing we really found out is that uh, I would say the majority of the operators raised prices in the last year. And there was almost zero price resistance from the consumer. So, so that was a really a positive sign. So we got kept people getting excited. I tell you, the the uh, what is as as inflation is growing, we are seeing definitely some now thought going into the consumers can't keep absorbing inflation like they had before. You know, they had maybe some PPP money, some other stuff, government money and subsidies, and we saw. Nothing stopping uh, consumers from spending. I would tell you on a go forward basis, one of the uh, primary concerns, or you know, at least at least wor- worthy of uh, taking note of and, and, and watching, is going to be the consumer can only absorb so much, and as long as gas stays up over five dollars a gallon in some markets, it's going to affect what consumers can do. And so, I think you're going to see some softening uh, with consumer spending. The good news is it's still relatively cheap to get your car washed. When you can spend twenty dollars a month or thirty dollars a month. They get unlimited washes, you know, and you're spending, you know, $100, $150 to fill up your tank. It still becomes a pretty good bet for consumers will continue getting their cars washed. But there will be, we're probably predicting somewhere, is it 5%, 6%, 7% softening of retail sales and car washing? I think there's going to be some softening on a go-forward basis. I just don't think we felt it yet. But if inflation stays high, uh, we will see some softening. More in the retail sales, I think. And then, you know, when you look at uh, memberships, you know, some of these, you know, and I'd say depending on demographics, some markets will get hit a little harder than others. Right. And that's really that lag in the reporting, because what we're seeing from June was still really strong numbers. And the good news is that there are some things working in our favor. For instance, we just went through a, a long period during the pandemic where surprisingly, the car wash industry fared very well. And so at least we've kind of have something that's in the the near past that showed that the industry was very resilient and that consumers, even in a, a very different environment, still wanted to get their car washed and prioritize that, partly because it feels good to get your car washed. And if you're going to be paying $5 a gallon for your car, better to have it clean so you can enjoy the, the ride that you're while you're out there. So with talking about the health of the car wash operations, I think it goes back to what we've been working on at at Amplify Car Wash Advisors with the launch of Amplify Ventures and really shining a light on the need to strengthen and focus on operations to, you know, to keep going forward. Because if the demand's there, we just need to make sure that operators have the resources and tools to best protect their memberships. That's that's what's keeping the revenue stable in these kind of challenging times. So yeah, just to tag on to that a little bit, and we had just unprecedented uh, consolidation and growth, right? We had operators building like crazy. We've had the consolidators uh, growing like crazy. And and I can tell you, the at least a lot of where I think this direction is going is going to be in operations. End of the day, every dollar anybody spends today is 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 something they're going to watch. So we we really are 
uh, huge believers in, in operations. Customer experience is going to be uh, critical to maintaining your volumes and, and growing, uh, continue to grow. And we're already seeing some headwinds where you're finding some of the some of the folks that got in the space just accumulate assets is realizing there's an operating business here. And this isn't like uh, self-storage where you really don't have a uh, you know, a lot of moving parts. In, yeah, in this it's space. not set it and forget it. I mean, building sure. it is really the easiest part. <laughs> it's building, everything well, that comes after. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's the hundred things you do right. So, so we are finding that there is tremendous focus on operations, and so we as a firm have always believed that you know our goal is to maximize the value of someone's business. And for us, we'll do it either through our strategy or capital advisory. But we've been we've been looking in the operations now for the last year and having a. The kind of pedigree we have with operators in our team, you know, we sort of got a pretty good idea with good performing sites mean. And so we do believe that on a go forward basis, it's going to be much more even an emphasis on what people are looking for. And they're going to be looking for well-operated businesses. And I think the consumer as well is going to make a choice at some point with all the competition of new sites being built. How do you differentiate? You're going to differentiate through your customer experience. So if you've got two washes a mile apart and that's not that uncommon anymore, the consumer is going to go to the place that's going to get the best customer experience. So we are all in. We believe it's going to be uh, where everybody needs to start paying a lot more attention to. That was really our genesis for getting into Amplified Ventures is to continue to drive uh, focus on operations, best well, practices. And, and I know that I can speak for myself and other members of the team that one of the things that drew us individually to Amplify in particular is because it is comprised of people who are very passionate about the car wash industry and have a history with the car wash industry. So this is just an extension of the roles that we've already played, just kind of in a different a different iteration of it, but uh, we want to see car wash owners succeed because we've been on the other side or currently doing both like, you know, like you and like Bill, that um, the operation side of it, it's not just in theory, it's also in firsthand practice. For sure. So with the headwinds that we have facing potentially for the rest of 2022, what are some of the options that car wash owners have if they are examining of what their next step forward is. Should they stay still and kind of keep doing what they're doing? Should they look at making an exit or should they look at finding ways to to grow their business and, and try to achieve scale so that they can gain a, a larger presence in their market? So when we look at the space today, as we look going forward, we've really got to look and say, I can, I can tell you the second half of, of this year is going to be, I think, significantly different than the first half. Right. I mean, where everybody was just blowing and going and, and nothing mattered. I think uh, going forward, the, the, here's I'll give you the positive news. The positive side of it is that we've got some major players that have entered the, the space recently. And so there's still a, a huge demand to scale and grow car washes. Uh, the car wash business because it's a great business. You got recurring revenue. You still got, you know, you're closed at night. You don't have inventory. There's still a lot of reasons to be bullish on the space. And with the type of people coming in the space, uh, they're all going to have the same, they, they all want to grow. So there's still a tremendous upside and opportunity for the operators. I do think what's going to be different going forward is I think the underwriting uh, and what they're looking for, the buyers are going to be, they're becoming more sophisticated right? There's a lot more data they have, right? So they've looked at a lot of books. So they understand more numbers, right? Metrics and, and things about uh, what a good performing chain looks like. Uh, they know the kind of team they're looking for. So there's there's a lot more data that they have to follow. And so I think they're going to be a lot more select in what they're going to buy, 
from an operator standpoint, to answer, not, not only to answer your question, we're still finding that there is a, a lot of opportunity for, let's say, let's say an operator is doing a great job and they're building sites. Well, today the cost has gone up significantly, right? We, right? We've watched we've watched the cost of car wash building a car wash wasn't that long ago it was in the three four million range. Today it's it's close to the six million. And then if you take interest rates that were in the threes that not that long ago, now we're in the fives. Just that alone on, on one car wash could be a hundred thousand a year more in interest. So it is getting we're getting into the big leagues where you know I don't think operators can afford to make mistakes. They've got to be very smart about where they're building and what they're building. And so we're, we're seeing that a lot of operators now are, are at least looking at their options and, and the options that we, we're seeing that we're, some of the deals we're putting together is, you know, obviously if somebody wants a full out exit and sale, that's certainly an option, but other options of if they want to de-risk their own business and really bring in some, maybe call it some smart money that can help them scale, maybe get rid of some of their personal guarantees. There, there are people out there that are looking for, they'll take, let's call a majority. So anything above 50%. 60%, 70%. There are groups out there that would take minority. So let's say you're really well run and you don't want to, you're not quite ready to do a, do a real, you know, majority sale. There are groups out there that would maybe buy into 30% of your company, help, help provide the capital to help you grow. Those deals are out there. And, and we're still, you know, as a firm, we're, we're getting calls, you know, every week from, from groups that want to partner in the space because, you know, even when you look at the looming recession and all these kind of things, that doesn't just affect car washing; it affects all retail, all businesses. And and I would tell you, the the general consensus is that car washing will fare better in a recession than most businesses. You know, it's going to be a little challenging, uh, but there's still so much growth in in consumer demand. You know, that we think the the impact could be minor, but I, I would tell you, that there's still plenty of opportunity for operators that do want to either exit or partner with somebody because uh, there's still a tremendous amount of dry powder or, or cash sitting on the sidelines and they have less options for to go today. Right. Know? And they have to put that money somewhere. So they got to put it to work. They got to put it to work. The long-term thesis on car washing is still a good one. It's there's still a lot of uh, road to build and grow. And so maybe it gets a little choppy for a couple of years here, uh, but it's less choppy than most other roads. And the opportunity still is fairly significant. So we really look uh, at the industry itself continue to grow at a, at a fairly a good clip going forward. I just think you're going to find much more conservative approach to buying because I think they're more sophisticated. They know what they're looking for. And the risk have gone up a little bit with all the negative headwinds. With kind of the, the change in who is entering the car wash space, because you know as we've talked about many times that 10 plus years ago, it's all mom and pop owners. And I mean, even still today, the the industry is largely comprised of small business owners, but as larger groups are growing bigger, it's also raising the bar for the professionalism and the level of service that now consumers expect because they do have the option to have a monthly plan with maybe 10, 15, 20, 30 locations in their market that they can use it at. And there's a lot of upside still for the industry as we are growing and evolving in the professionalism of the service. I mean, even take our firm, we have how many full-time employees that are largely dedicated to the car wash industry? Yeah, we have we have over 25 full-time dedicated team members now within our firm. So That's incredible. Um, yeah. 
that's been a pretty exciting growth. When we're looking at the growth of the space and the people getting in, I'd say you're seeing a couple of factors. One is the private equity groups and the, and the financial people coming in the space are, are now the absolute top of the heap on Wall Street, right? These are the best groups uh, entering the space. So we are definitely seeing they're still liking the space. They're getting into space today, uh, knowing what headwinds were, were faced with because they like the long-term thesis of the space. The other thing you're, you're seeing now, and this is where you know, operators that mom pop got to be at their A game. We are absolutely positively finding that some of these well-backed uh, chains that got in early with financial, uh, like a tidal wave out of Atlanta, Georgia, uh, cobblestones, the superstars of the world, you're finding uh, quick quacks of the world. These are these are chains that started off small, right? And and all of these guys will be over 100 plus locations, you know, 100 to 200 locations, I, I think within 12 to 18 months. And That's and incredible. It's incredible. I mean, I've watched these guys grow from, you know, it took them forever to get to the first 10. Uh, they probably got to from 10 to 100. They'll, they'll get to quicker than they got to the first 10. So the, the the rapid pace at which these guys are growing is is amazing. But it's also if you are in, in a in a market where they're in, it's going to be very difficult to compete. We will have markets where you'll have 40 or 50 of one brand uh, that a consumer can go and get their car wash. And if you look at their marketing budgets, you know, with signs and radio and everything else they can do, it's going to be tough to compete with. I think at the end of the day, that's where I th- everybody's got to look and say, you really need to make sure if you're going to stay small, that you've got absolutely great real estate, defendable real estate, we'll call it, and you operate at a really high level. Assuming you're in a great location, you're still going to wash a lot of cars. So so I don't think there's as, as big of a risk, but if you're vulnerable in the least, and let's say they plop down uh, one of these big brands plop down a, a unit near you, you're going to be in trouble because the consumer is going to look at it and say, wow, I, I can go to one of 50 locations. I, it's hard to compete. The other thing they have is, you know, as they get bigger, they're spending a lot more money on marketing and sales training, and, and they've got a lot more weapons that they're deploying. You know, you'll see at some point the, the data analytics and, and the other things that they can do. They're getting very, very sophisticated. So we are finding that you know, a lot of these uh, private equity back chains just really growing at a, at a very big clip. And so I, I do think that's what, you know, if I'm, if I'm in a, in the, in this business in a market that's vulnerable, you need to, you just need to be aware of that. Right. And, and that's one of the things that we look to help navigate with our clients and potential clients is how can we find what the best, the best path forward is for you? Because it's not the same for everyone. And Different car wash owners have different motivations and different goals that it could be stay in and sell a minority stake in the company and continue on and continue growing it. Or perhaps it's time to consider making an exit or or even taking on a majority partner. But of of the change that you mentioned before, you totally hit the nail on the head that what they have realized as they've gotten bigger is the importance of that team behind them, that they do have a marketing team, that they do have a training team and a sales team that really are investing in that brand to elevate the whole brand. And so then that helps all their locations. And so for the smaller operators, finding a way to get out of working on the everyday business so you can grow it to that larger scale is very difficult to do on your own sometimes. It's quite challenging. And so I do think we're going to, you know, we, we talked about this probably a year or two ago that, you know, I thought one of the biggest transformation of space is going to come from brands growing aggressively. And, and now we're seeing just what that looks like. I mean, again, a superstar was 30 something location range not that long ago. You know, now they're at 51 locations. 
And then you look at it and say, in 12 months, they'll be at 100 locations. So this is exceptional growth. You look at Club Car Wash, you look at, at the growth they're having. And, so, and just, you could go, I can go down the line. There's probably at least 10 or 12 of these groups out there that are just uh, growing at a ridiculous pace. So that's something just to be aware of. And so what we do at Amplify is we are absolutely relationship driven. We are long-term. We're, we're never in a hurry to sort of want somebody to do a transaction. But we, there's a lot of things that we will look at from the market that they're in, how they're competitively positioned from a real estate standpoint. And from there, we just will we'll give you some advice on what way to get, what path to go down. Right. And and again, that comes back to that operations experience of, of our particular firm of having that firsthand knowledge of what, what it looks like on the other side to help them choose that path and to help navigate that path forward. Segwaying back to what we talked about with Amplify Ventures, one of the reasons that we've we've launched that and what we're trying to do is for owners and operators looking to have added support for, especially on their customer experience side, we partnered with Retention Express with Bobby Thompson, who was on our last episode. But because a lot of smaller car wash chains don't have the capacity to have a full in-house call center, this is a, a way that they can have the same level of service with multiple touch points through phone calls, emails, social media, website chat to answer questions, resolve customer issues, and add that support to the customer experience to help elevate that so that they're protecting their memberships and that they're keeping that, well, as Bobby called it, keeping that back door closed. So you, you've got your customer in and you're you're not letting them leave so that you have the capacity to bring in new ones, but then also you're not at risk of ignoring your existing loyal customers. So more so now than ever, right? As the economy gets a little tighter, people are going to have a choice to make, right? Stay or go. And we look at uh, Bobby and Retention Express as being, you know, they, they really had the best practices in retaining memberships. And we look at the membership. I mean, that that's fueling this whole business uh, this industry is, is, is memberships. So we looked at that as absolutely a critical component. And and I tell you that it's if I talk to 10 operators and how they're handling it, I'll get 10 different ways they're doing it. And I've got guys still getting, you know, you know, uh, you know, phone calls on their on their phone and they've got 10 locations. It's crazy. And and the data supports that the amount of members that go uncalled, if let's say, or nobody, re, uh, no outreach, or, and again, it's not only the outreach, it's it's what, what is the message? You know, what are you saying? And I can tell you that we believe, at least as a firm, and everything we do is best practices. So I don't really like long learning curves. It's very expensive. So we might as well take the, the best of the best, learn from it, and then, and then provide those services to others. That's sort of where Retention Express fits in. I think at the end of the day, we really do want to provide the absolute best practices in retaining memberships and expanding it out to the rest of the car wash community because it is the lifeline of their business. Oh, absolutely. And, and as we talked about through the pandemic and the stability of the car wash industry, it was the monthly plans that provided that stability and even beyond the period through COVID, but also it's a weather-based industry. So having the stability and the predictability of revenue is such a huge step forward for the car wash industry and why it's caught the attention in recent years of so many people looking to get into the space because of that. So it only makes sense to put so much emphasis and effort on protecting and strengthening and bolstering monthly plans if that's what's the main draw <laughs> to, to our industry. Yeah, you're right. When you look at the uh, value of the businesses, it wasn't long ago when an, when an eight multiple of your EBITDA, of your cash flow, right, was, was the norm. 
And now if you see deals happening in the teens, you know, what's changed? It's memberships, right? In the right. day, if a buyer could underwrite to recurring revenue, it becomes a much better business. And so you better believe it that your membership, the value proposition you're selling and anything you can do to protect that investment is well worth it. And uh, Jeff, you mentioned EBITDA. Just for our listeners, can you just give a quick overview of what that means? Just earning before interest, depreciation, taxes, and amortization. Yeah, you basically add back your depreciation and your interest and uh, your bottom line uh, cash flows. That sort of comes out of that number. Yeah. And, you know, talking about multiples, what are you seeing on the horizon for valuations? Just kind of a range or, or what you're predicting? So, I know we don't like to give specific numbers, but yeah, it's really hard to give you a sort of a, a, I mean, the range to me is still, you know, I would say is, well, let, let's start with this. I, I, I absolutely believe we peaked in multiples. So I started to say that, but I think we've had some, a pretty good run of, of really high multiples and it's peaked. Now, part of what could really affect holding those that, that multiple and growing or even going down now is that interest rates go up. And as the buyers have to go out and put in a debt and leverage on, on a deal they're buying, uh, the, the returns go down, right? So right. so you will see multiples tighten up. The other factor is they're, they're becoming smarter, right? They've got a lot more data to, to look at and review. More boxes and, to check that they're looking for instead yeah, of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we'll they're... <laughs> Yeah, so it's going to be now. I, I would tell you that you know we've had tremendous success. We've we've had some of the largest deals uh, that we've closed in the industry just even over the last few months. And I would tell you, if you are a premium platform and you've got uh, you've got a great uh, company, you've got and, and again you're hitting all the buttons. You've got sites doing high volume. You've got good EBITDA. You've got great real estate. You've got a pipeline of more sites. I got a strong tell you, team. You got a str- and, and imperative, strong team. Those deals are still going to get a lot of attention and, and they're going to get a really attractive multiples. So part of it is there's less of them out there, the chase. We recently facilitated the transaction with Q Wash and Caliber Car Wash. And that's a great example of that where they had a great operation, great sites, great branding. And that was a very attractive position for them to, to continue growing in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. For sure. And, and I think on that deal, we've probably got a record multiple for our client. And, uh, but for the buyer, it's still a great opportunity because they got into a, one of the best MSAs in the country and there's a path to scaling. And so everybody, there's a lot of things that go into these multiples because nobody wants to, no buyer wants to pay 15 to 20 multiple uh, X without and having every a path seller to, wants it. Yeah. And every seller wants it. They, they've got to, you know, at the end of the day, they've got to have a path to getting down to, call it to an eight or nine or 10. And they'll do that typically through a growth strategy. And But if you've got a great platform that can grow and you've got a path to getting down to that high single digit, or, you know, you're going to, you're going to find, you're going to get attractive multiple, but you got to have, you got to have the right team. They can help give you some gas and, and fuel your, your, your growth. And then it's off to the races. So you're still going to see some premium deals happen. You're going to see some high multiples, but I do think the add-on stuff is going to be certainly looked at a lot with a lot more scrutiny and, and those multiples are that definitely will be tightening up. And something else that we have talked about before too is possibly a trend continuing forward is the platforms changing hands that as as more consolidation is is occurring that now we're seeing consolidation of the consolidators. Yeah, for sure, you know, the as the I would say much bigger funds and money's coming into the space, they need to write a big check. And so 
as there's fewer and fewer, I would say, you know, larger premium opportunities out there, they now have their sights set on buying scale uh, by picking up a platform that they can step in. And if they can buy something with 50 or 60 locations and then start building on from that, it's far easier for them than to start with something smaller. So we are definitely uh, seeing a lot of that going on right now. But it's like everything else. You know, even the platforms have the same sort of uh, issues that we've got to look at. And, and, and the buyer is becoming more sophisticated. They're looking at these platforms. They're saying what kind of operating team they have in place. They're looking at their metrics on their car washes. They're looking at what markets they're in and how strong they're in their markets. And so we're, we're seeing some deals, obviously traded ex- incredible multiples uh, because they built a really strong presence in a region and they've got great assets. They're getting an absolute premium today. We're seeing other... Uh, platforms that have been largely just collecting assets and spread around the country and and very hard to defend their their markets, we're finding those deals are going to be a little tougher to trade hands with. So I can tell you the, buy, the buyers are definitely looking at platforms, but they are, they're definitely taking a harder look at what they're buying. And so overall, from what I'm hearing that you're saying is that while we do have headwinds coming into the rest of 22, with these, you know, inflationary environment, we have rising fuel prices, even though I will say here as of late, they've ticked down just a little bit, thank goodness, but we don't know how long that will last and it's still rising. The cost of capital is higher, but the interest in the car wash industry and the space in general, both from an investment level and from a consumer demand is still strong. So even if we have a little bit of a downward trend, it's not as significant or it's not as detrimental as it could be. And it's and it's likely to be a short-term, a short-term issue. I, I think so. I think we're going to find that we're going to have much more uh, concentration on quality. I think our the space still is maybe call it in the middle innings, lots of room to grow uh, in the space. So I think the buyers will be, uh, they're still bullish about building this thing out and building out. The real concern just becomes is just how high will interest rates go because that will impact what the return is. And and then, you know, then you've got supply chain issues. And, and so on the other side of it, we're trying to build car washes quickly and, and getting supply and watching the cost of building a car wash go up will hurt the economics. And and the real wild card is we just don't know how much inflation will affect the industry. And just based on our price points and the convenience we provide, you know. Traditionally, we found that we've been we've gone through other recessions in the car wash space. It's been hurt very minor, but there will be there will be some pain along the way here over the next couple of years. But it also presents opportunities because I do think that the the folks out there that do a really great job uh, will have an opportunity to grow, and I think we'll find some of the weaker players that have been out there, whether it's a weaker platform or a weaker operator. I think you're going to see these guys go away. So it will be, I think, on a go-forward basis, the growth is going to come from the strong. They will get stronger and bigger, wait, much, much bigger. I think you'll see some of these guys continue to ramp up and go very quickly. On the other hand, I think you're going to find the, the weaker players will be, all the warts are going to come out. And I think you're going to find these guys are going to go away. Now, a bonus question. Do you think that there is room or there is a foreseeable path towards a true national brand, like a Starbucks type of brand that emerges or that that codifies in the car wash space that we just we haven't seen as of yet? And we have big players, but not not to the level of like a Starbucks. So I know um, there is in the background, I've talked to folks, you know, sort of look like the, like a, take the fitness industry, right? The fitness industry was very regionally focused. Uh, and then you got Planet Fitness uh, come in and do a national rollout. 
And, and I think there's certainly guys out there looking hard at uh, how to take that kind of approach, make it a very simple business model and grow. I, I would only tell you that if, if that happens, I don't know if we know who the player is today. Uh, like it's, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's anybody in our current radar. You know, I, I think it could be somebody that we've not even looking at that really is going to uh, be a disruptor because they're going to make this business very simple, very commoditized. They're going to go cheap <laughs> and, uh, and we'll see, but, but it's still so hard to build in, in uh, you know, you know, to go get a car wash, to find land and get permits and build the car wash right. and the kind of investment it takes. It's, it's not like uh, most retail that you can quickly scale by, by leasing an end cap, you know? Right. So, so it, it's a challenging one to scale because of just the pure real estate component. That's why I just don't, I don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon, but I do think you'll find mega brands. I mean, I think you'll find brands. Some of the ones that I mentioned could be in the several hundred locations around the country, but I'm not quite sure yet anytime in the near future, we'll see anything, anybody go, any, any national brand succeed. One thing that, that you said with the rise in these larger brands and with the competition of different markets, that it is requiring that people are providing a better quality product in order to compete and survive. And so for the consumer on on that side of it, hopefully it just means that we continue to be forward thinking in the ways that we can offer new and easier ways to to give them the service that they're looking for. Spot on. I'd say the number one, if you look at the number one reason a consumer would choose a car wash, it's what? Convenience, right? Now, if you have two guys being convenient for a customer, where are they going to go? They're going to go where they get the best service, right? right? And so what's happened now is because we're building so many car washes and they're coming so close together, I think we're going to find that uh, the operation side of your business will matter because it, you know, the consumer will have a choice to go to here or mile down or across the street. And so you better, you better be looking at your A game if you're going to be competitive. We won't even get started on your home market of uh, Phoenix with all the chains there. And Phoenix might be, you know, a great example of saying, you know, everybody would look at Phoenix saying that's saturated now. But if you look at same, uh, if you look at the the unit volumes, nobody's complaining. They're all going up and they're building a bunch more. And so it, it just really is 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 reconfirming that we've got a long way to go to satisfying the consumer's itch for car washing. And I, and I think so, you know, you can see the amount of tunnels double in this country before we have any, any issues worrying about any saturation. Well, I think that the as we've established and talked about that, even though there's things that are coming through the rest of the year and for whoever knows how long, you know, we don't have a crystal ball, but as long as the demand is there and there are quality operators and um, the health of the industry can continue on as we have the investment from outside groups, we have trains getting larger, and we have new innovations and new ways to serve customers and keep the business healthy and and moving forward. So that's all good news for us. I mean, all of us in here. Thank you for your time today. And thank you for sharing about what we have in store for the rest of the year. And we will look forward to our next chat. Thank you, Lanice. You have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to episode six of Car Wash M&A, the podcast. I'm your host, Lenise Barnett. And today I had Jeff Pavone, who is partner at Amplify Car Wash Advisors. If you would like to reach out to Jeff directly, you can reach him at jpavone at amplifywash.com. You can also find more information about Amplify Car Wash Advisors on amplifywash.com. As always, thank you for listening and we will talk next month. 
Thank you for joining us on this episode of Car Wash M&A, the podcast, with your host, Lenise Barnett. Like what you hear? Subscribe to our podcast feed and leave us a review or follow us on social media at Amplify Car Wash Advisors. Want more M&A information? Visit our website at AmplifyWash.com and listen for new episodes on the last Thursday of each month.